As I was sitting there listening to the announcements, the Lord reminded me of a couple of scriptures. Uh, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And then in Isaiah chapter 10, it says, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So the anointing removes burdens and the anointing destroys yokes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your anointing here today. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for your... Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we worship you this morning. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. And now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. The Amplified says emancipation from bondage. Um, Jesus speaking to that woman, I believe that was bowed over for 38 years, and the religious people of that day questioned him about healing on the Sabbath. He said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed from this bond or from this bondage? So we can see that, you know, sickness and disease is a bondage. And anything that's a bondage, it, 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 it restricts freedom, restricts freedom. And so there could be a restriction of freedom in your stomach or in your lower back. Or there could be a restriction of freedom in your neck. Maybe, you know, you slept on the pillow the wrong way and you woke up with a kink in your neck. You don't like kinks, do you? Hallelujah. So... You know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He came to set men and women free from everything and anything that would bind them. Amen? Amen. And so His anointing is the same today as it was when He walked the earth. Every one of you carry the anointed one and His anointing in your heart. But then corporately when we come together, it makes up a beautiful corporate anointing. You see, we're individually the temple of the Holy Ghost, but we corporately make up a temple where the anointed one, Jesus Christ, the head of the church, and his anointing is free to move. Hallelujah. Let's just pray for a moment. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're you're here in this place. The power of the Lord is, is present. We don't have to beg for your power. We don't have to cry and wail and moan for your power. Your power is here because you are here. And we love you for it. We magnify it. Just pray for a moment. Whether you, you know, pray in English or pray in Spanish or you pray in other tongues, let's, let's spend a few moments and just pray. Father, we pray for the well-being of our brothers and our sisters in Christ today. We pray, Lord, that burdens be removed and yokes be destroyed. Whatever kind it might be, addiction... Sickness and disease in the name. Baka Sotoraba. Lidolo bo ravaneke. Eisht bosa. Amolo koshtile prafaye tomasi. Nandolo bo kashike tela kando. No molo mosande de de bostaya. No better way. No better way than to trust Jesus who is the way. Hallelujah. There's no higher way, there's no better way than to put your faith in Him who is the way. He is the way to eternal life. He is the way out of bondage. He is the door. He is the door. Hallelujah. 
Oh, Barinei. We prophesy right now to brokenness. Be mended in the name of Jesus. Lower backs. We demand you come in line now with the word of the Lord in Jesus' name. Stomachs, ulcers, be dissolved in the name of Jesus. You spirit of addictions, we break your power. <clears throat> right now, go! In the name of Jesus. Everyone say the name of Jesus. If you sense a warmth in your body, in your back, in your legs, that's the anointing. The Lord just spoke to us and said, there's no better way than Jesus because he is the way. He's the head. We're his hands. We're his feet. We're his voice. We're his voice in the earth. And so as God said, light be, we can say, be healed. And so in demonstration of the anointing, every person that needs a touch in their body, you're battling with something, maybe an addiction, I want you to stand to your feet right now, every person. And then let us exercise that corporate faith and that corporate anointing right now. And let's pray for these. Let's pray for these brothers. You need a touch today, stand to your feet and look around you and you guys feel free to move and lay hands upon people halabo sandai halabo koshatarabo sandai and I'll tell you what else is happening right now this scripture just jumped out of my spirit and it's for someone that's down, someone that's really been down. And the Lord says, I am your glory, I am your shield, and I'm the lifter up of your up of your head. The Lord says, I'm lifting souls today. I'm lifting people out of depression and oppression. If you've been battling some depression and oppression, stand to your feet right now. Now we need believers everywhere to lay hands on these people because... Everyone needs to participate. Speak a word, PT. Speak a word. In the name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the author of peace and life, we take authority over darkness, oppression, that have come to oppress God's people. We come against that hopelessness right Whoa. now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lift him. We declare hope in the name of Jesus. The situation will turn around in the name of Jesus. We declare light be. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Light be in that dark place. Yeah. You cannot hide. Yeah. The anointing of God destroys everything that has come to oppress our brothers yeah. and our sisters. There is, there's a bright future. Yeah. There's a tomorrow. 
that looks good. There's a good tomorrow for that marriage. There's a good tomorrow for that child. There's a good tomorrow for that career. Hallelujah. Tomorrow for that young man. Everybody stand up and start praising him. Everyone to their feet. Darkness is past, light is come. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. We thank you, Lord. For the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh yeah. Sweet Hallelujah. 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 In their life today. Everything is different right now. The darkness is past. The confusion is past. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Peace has come. Sweet rest. Yeah. A sweet knowing. A sweet knowing that we're going to walk this out and we're going to be all right. Come on, somebody. By the anointing of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. To the other side. Woo! Better than it ever was before. Better. Better than it was before. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, say this real strong out of your spirit. The anointing, His anointing is working. It's working in me. It is bathing every cell of my being. The anointing drives out all dis-ease. The anointed one and his anointing is working in me. Put your hands right like I'm putting and say, Thank you, Lord, you're anointing. holy anointing is working in us Lord Woo, hallelujah mela bocoso ramande nindo lo bocolo pola pare and so the anointing does work in you and now it will flow through you And the anointed one and his anointing will make a way for you. A door that has been closed must open by the anointing. Employment that has been held back and held down must rise to the top by the anointing. A supernatural divine connection happens for you because of his grace and his favor and his anointing. Let's lift our hands and worship him. Oh, we love you today, Lord. Oh, Brekishte. Let it not just be a cliche 
or a phrase. But let my spirit and my anointing become so very real to you. Yea, even more real than the clothes you wear and the car you drive. Become me inside minded. Not you, but me, says the Lord. Get out of you and get into me. And I will make you conscious of my presence and my presence shall cause all of your enemies to be scattered. For the anointing works in you but also rises up within you and comes upon you. And even as the children of Israel said, let God arise, say continually, let your anointing within me arise. And every enemy be scattered. Oh, hallelujah. Let God arise. Let His anointing arise. And not one enemy, but every one of them. Let every enemy be scattered. The devil's not going to stick around in the presence of God. So stir up the anointed one and his anointing. Let God arise. Woo! And as in as be, be scattered. And when the in And when the enemies are scattered, there is, if you will, an open heaven or an open path. For I desire to bring my people into wide open spaces. Even into a wealthy place. Even into a greater grace place. And then you'll be able to walk down the path and walk in the light. Rejoicing all the way because you put your trust in Him who is the way. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Him praise. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, Lama Sata. Harabasha. Harabasha. Harabasha Lamaha. Yeah. Yeah. And the anointing, Brother Jimmy has opened doors in the past, but I'm not nearly done yet with the doors that I'll open for you. You've been faithful to attend unto me and to steward the anointing in you. And now you're being brought forth into a wider place, even a greater space. Oh, where the doors will fly open. And you'll rejoice and be glad. And you say, surely the hand of the Lord is upon my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God.
Talabo Sanda, Labasha, Labasha, Labo. Now, if I were you, I would say, Me too. Me too. Me too. You too. Me too. Understand when the corporate anointing is flowing and a word comes out for an individual, I always take hold of it. Yeah, that's right. Me too. Because God's no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. And so now you'll reap, says the Lord. And you'll come into a greater place of strength and a greater place of anointing. Speaking to you, Sean and Michelle. You've sown, but now it's time to reap even greater things. Even more upon you. More strength, more grace, more life in Jesus' name. <laughs> As you've been faithful to sow even this past week, Lord, let it be returned to her many times over. In the name of Jesus. Kurrabasata. Sean, you're anointed to stand in the place that you're standing in. But you know what? It's going to get stronger and even get greater on you. Woo! Glory! Yeah, me too. You too. You too. You too. Me too. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Everything. Hallelujah. All right, well, you may be seated. Thank you, Lord. You know, the Lord is good. His tender mercies are over all of His works. And no good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. He's not the withholder. He's the one that pours forth and pours out. He is the God of overflow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for that. So, Lord, we know that you're not the withholder. We know that the enemy would try to withhold. But when God arises, his enemies are scattered. So that's nothing to worry about. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. So all we got to do is, is just trust Him. Amen. Believe for Him to do what He said He'd do in His Word. Amen. In preparation to sow our seed this morning, I want you to look at one verse if you would. Psalms 23 verse 1. Notice this verse with me. It says, the Lord is. It does not say the Lord will be or the Lord was, but it says the Lord is. The 23rd Psalm is a present day Psalm for us in the church today. The Lord is. The Lord is what? Well, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm so glad that he's my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? And a good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And a good shepherd takes care of those that are cast down and lifts them up. A good shepherd watches over his flock with a loving, caring eye. Amen? I mean, what kind of a shepherd uh, would a natural shepherd be with a bunch of scrawny sheep? Right? 
You know, the good shepherd might have all these beautiful shepherd clothes on, but if the sheep are weak and emaciated, he's not a good shepherd. Well, Jesus is the good shepherd. He, as a matter of fact, he's the great shepherd of the sheep. <clears throat> According to Hebrews 13. And so he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now notice he doesn't say, I'm full of want. No, he says, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Try that on for size, just like you were trying on a new dress or a new coat or something today. Say it with me, the Lord is. is. He's my shepherd. shepherd. I I shall not want. Now, certainly that covers material things, but let's exclude that for a moment. We could say it this way. Because the Lord is the strength of my life, I shall not want for strength. Because the Lord is the joy of my life, I shall not want for joy. Because the Lord is my healer, I shall not want for healing. Lies will stack up on the right and stack up on the left. But when it all is settled, they're just lies. And at the other end of those lies is the truth, the way, and the life. So don't speak the lies, speak the truth. The truth of the matter is, the Lord is your shepherd. Amen? His commandments are enablements for you to carry out what He's instructed you to do. There are two major spiritual forces that I want to talk a little while on today. One is the spirit of faith and the other is the spirit of fear. They are opposite forces. The spirit of faith is not about logging a bunch of scriptures or having a belief system or a head knowledge about the Word of God. The spirit of faith comes from the Spirit of God. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, I want you to look there with me if you would. How many of you are believing with me today? In 2 Corinthians 4.13, Paul said, We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Paul, writing to a young minister by the name of Timothy, said in 2 Timothy 1.7, Timothy, God's not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and a love and of a sound mind. When it comes to spiritual things, you have to be very aware of what you are yielding to. You can yield to the Holy Spirit in the morning and yield to the spirit of fear in the evening. God, help us be aware of the spiritual forces that we are yielding to and help us to make the right choices. You can yield to the Holy Spirit and be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can walk in the Spirit. You can enjoy the Word, which is Spirit and life. The spirit of faith is the very essence of the believer's life. 
For we are to walk and talk and live and see and conduct ourselves by it. But the world, as you know, is full of another spirit. Thank God we're living in the world, but we're not of the world. But what is in the world will try to get in you. And it's subtle. And sometimes it's easy for us to yield to things that we really are not even keenly aware of that we're yielding to it. Just by virtue of habit, just by virtue of the confirmation to the spirit of this world in which, before we were born again, we're trained in. And that is why he said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. If you really want to experience change, get your mind renewed regularly and daily. Pastor, do you have a renewed mind? I like to say it like this. My mind is being renewed continuously because none of us have arrived. And I found a scripture in the Bible that says that we're going from glory to glory to glory. And when we do go from glory to glory to glory, it is because we're looking in a mirror and beholding the glory of the Lord by His Spirit and through His Word and we're continuously being changed. Being changed. I pray for change in my life. I need change. You need to change. So pray this prayer with me. Holy Spirit, Make me aware of things I'm not aware of that I've yielded to that you want me to stop yielding to. I purpose in my heart to yield to the Spirit of God and the Spirit of faith. Very interesting. Continue to pray this with me. Lord, Set a watch over the words of my mouth. Make me aware of words that I speak. For Lord, I know that words are containers. And your word contains life. But the enemy's words contain fear and death. I'll make the adjustments adjustments. as you help me. me. Jesus' name. name. Now go with me over to 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And uh, if you want to, you can get the uh, teaching from this morning as we move into more of a... uh, Stand by. I don't know where my glasses are. Stand by. Thank you. The children of Israel were sent to spy out the land. Ten of the twelve brought back an evil report that says there are giants there. They're too big. We're grasshoppers in our own sight, and we became grasshoppers in their sight. 
Caleb had the spirit of faith on him and he stirred himself up and says, Guys, look, they're bred for us. Their defense has departed from them. Let us go up at once and possess the land. Well, they chose not to. The ten and their seed didn't go in. But Joshua and Caleb did go in. And I love what Numbers says, and I'll just read it to you. He says, But my servant Caleb... Because he had another spirit within him, the spirit of faith, has followed me fully. And him I will bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Do you want your grandchildren and your children to possess and to take what you've possessed while you're here on this earth? I want my children's children to operate in the blessing. I believe one of the greatest testimonies of a man is this, is that he leaves an inheritance for his children's children. But to do that, we have to have a different spirit about us. And we must follow him and obey him fully. See, we can obey him partially and get partial results. God's good. I mean, we're not on a works program, but let's be honest about it. You follow Him partially, you'll get partial results. You follow Him fully, you'll get full results. Okay, so let's look at this. i got a couple of truths I want to get over to you. Believe with me today. Because this will help you. The same apostle, the apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 5 and verse 6. For when we were coming to Macedonia... Our flesh had no rest. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't sleep for a night or two or maybe three? You could say that your flesh didn't have any rest. And then he goes on to give the reason why. Because we were troubled on every side. All sorts of things were coming after his life. He said, without were fightings and within were fears. So his flesh had no rest. Nevertheless, God, I love that. There's nothing wrong with stating the challenge, but you need to go into the nevertheless land. I didn't say never, never land. I said nevertheless land. (laughs) Nevertheless land is but God. Never factor out the anointing. Never factor out the anointing. Nevertheless, God, He comforts those that are cast down. And He comforted us by the coming of Titus. You know, it's a blessing to be a comfort to those that are cast down. Some of you are just a little bit too comfortable. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up! I love you. I guess that's just the fulfillment of that scripture. The enemies come in the last days to wear out the saints. (laughs) Now, comfort that flows through Brother Jimmy as he sings, comfort that flows through you as you encourage a brother or sister in the Lord, comes from the comforter. (laughs) 
We've got nothing to give in and of ourselves. But oh, thank God for the comforter. And so he said, we had all these things coming to us from the outside, but the comforter sent Titus and we were comforted. And John, he says, but when the comforters come, He'll lead you and guide you into all the truth. So, let's get real today, shall we? These fears come to us from the outside. It doesn't mean you're not spiritual. You can be tempted to fear. You can be tempted to sin. It only means that you're living in this world. You can't, I can't always control everything that comes to me from the outside, but I certainly can control what I let in my house. Are you listening to me? And when we are challenged, and we will be, and when we are pressed, and when we are tempted to fear and be shaken, I got good news for you. The comforter is here. Learn to develop a relationship with Him. Commune with Him. In your midnight hour, call upon the Comforter and He'll bring His grace and His presence into your life. Look with me in John 14, 27. Jesus is speaking about the Comforter's come. Look at your neighbor and say, the Comforter's come. Then he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. He didn't just say, I'm giving you the world kind of peace. This kind of peace I'm giving you, it's not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Can you ever picture Jesus being scared or terrified? No. He says, now this peace is yours. And then he says, don't allow your heart to be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Let my peace rule in your heart. Let it serve as an umpire in your life. Amen? Now, Here's what one of the things I want you to see is this. If we are not allowing His peace to rule in our lives, and if we are allowing our hearts to be troubled, here's what happens. If there's no peace on the inside, it will affect your flesh on the outside. It can affect your natural rest and it can affect your spiritual rest. How many of you know that real rest doesn't come from the outside? God's rest comes from the inside. And when I am resting in here and when you are resting in here, When all is well and you've declared it is well, no matter what's going on around you, come on, somebody. Your body can rest. Your mind can rest. And all your systems can rest. But it doesn't come through a pill. It doesn't come through hypnosis. It doesn't come through having your palms read.
doesn't come through sexual deals. I'll tell you how it comes. It comes by what Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The invitation to rest has been given unto all. There is a call from the head of the church. And the call is this. Come on. Come to me. Come to me. Come on. Let that other stuff go. Come to me. Come to me. Come to my word. Come into my presence. Come to church. Come to me. And I will give you rest. Refreshment. Blessed, quiet, ease. Tony Cook was here last week, and Tony wouldn't mind me sharing this, but when he was the dean of Rhema, he was stressed. To the point of too stressed. And we're having dinner, and he said, Mark, He says, the greatest thing I've learned from you is to chill. (laughs) And I believe that he has made me chill. He's made me rest. I wasn't always like that. In the 80s, if you knew me, in the 90s, I was wound up tight as a drum, man. Trying to keep up with the Joneses, not Luther and Cynthia. <laughs> but, you know, trying to have the biggest church and trying this and trying that. And, ah, uh, phooey. Let God arise. Come on now. Let God, come on. Shake up our sata. Except the Lord build the house now. They that labor, labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord watches over the city. Since I found me that scripture in the Bible, he never slumbers nor sleeps. I just turn it over to him and get me a good night's rest. Unless, of course, he wakes me up to pray. Now, most people, and I say this respectfully to all of you, but most people in the world are governed by fear. And a lot of people in the body of Christ are as well. And some of the indicators of fear, which we'll talk about in days ahead, one of the main indicators are words like, man, I'm just so stressed. I'm so stressed. You might feel stress, but it's just as easy to say, I'm so blessed. Yeah, but I feel stressed. I know you do, but we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And if you magnify the stress, the stress gets bigger. But if you magnify the blessing, woo! Well, 
I feel tension and I, I'm just, you ever had something you just weren't looking forward to? I didn't talk about your mother-in-law coming to town. But there is a word for foreboding. It's dread. Oh, I just, I just dread it. Now this week, for example, I've got two dental appointments. Yes, I've been flossing, but these ones in the back are hard to get to. All right? So, tomorrow morning I'm going to go get two cavities filled. Well, if you didn't eat so much shit, well, you just need to mind your own business. Okay, back to the word. So, and then, and then I've got to have one of those uh, root canals. <laughs> exactly, that's, that's my point. Now I have a choice. I can go into that dental appointment foreboding and dreading, or I can go in faith. I'd rather be doing something else at 11.30, but the appointment is set. My body is the temple, which includes my teeth and my gums. I'm committed to steward what God's given me. And so I'm asking God to guide the hands of the dentist with the anointing so that I'll go through that with no fear and no dread. But you see, if you, if you magnify the surgery, you magnify, it's like tiptoeing through life with a spirit of fear. Nah. Now, we live in a, in, a, in, a, in a world where we have a lot of relationships. Brenda and I have been pastoring almost 36 years. And over the past 36 years, we've had to get into meetings that were not comfortable where we've had to perhaps, you know, uh, confront some people. Now, the choice is mine. I can dread that meeting and talk to Brenda. Oh, my gosh, I I don't know how it's going to go. I can toss and turn the night before, or I can get God involved in it. Come on now, come on. Or I can ask God to help me and to anoint me. And to give me wisdom and to give us the best possible outcome. And you know what? He'll do it. But if you just crack that door open just one inch to fear, he'll take a mile. Fear has different levels. There is full-blown fear that paralyzes and it's ugly. But then there's that mild discomfort and mild dread. God doesn't want you to have either. Turn over to Psalm 34. How many of you all right today? You okay? Psalm 34. And I want us to look at verses 1 through 4. Now, this takes major mind renewal 
as I said in the first service, major mind renewal and an openness to be taught by the Holy Spirit for Him to point things out to you. You know, I've discovered that when He points things out to me, it's never to condemn it, but it is to convict so that I could change. Now, in Psalm 34, verse 1, He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Verse 2, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify. Magnify who? Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. With me and let us exalt his name together. And now notice verse 4. Read it with me, please. I sought the Lord. Now keep that up there for a moment. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to us and said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Isn't that about the same thing as saying, I'm seeking the Lord? So you put those things together and something happens. First of all, He hears you. Secondly, He delivers you from one-third of your fears. How many? All of them. Fear of heights. Fear of the boss. Fear of your neighbor. Fear of mosques. Any kind of fear. We're delivered. We're delivered. Now, who will give me about five more minutes? Raise your hand. Okay, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty. Okay. That's so old. I mean, that is so old. Forgive me, Lord. Help me get something fresh. I mean, it's like the other night, you know. I'm talking about spiritual Gomer piles. A third of the congregation wasn't even born when Gomer was on television. So some of you younger people help me. Everyone say rest. Rest. If I can rest here, I can rest here. I can rest here. I just have rest. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, amplified. Therefore, while the promise of entering in his rest still holds and is offered today, let us be afraid to distrust it, lest any of you should think he has come too late and has come short of reaching it. Verse 2. For indeed we have had the glad tidings the gospel preached to us, just as truly as the Israelites of old when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith. End of the verse. Neither were they united in faith with ones, Joshua and Caleb, who heard and did believe. Verse 3. For we who have believed do enter that rest. So we enter that rest by seeking Him and coming to Him and believing Him. When you are in real faith and real trust, you are also in real rest. And so it pays us rich dividends to monitor our peace level 
Say this with me. Strong faith rests in the Lord. Verse 6. Seeing then that the promise remains over from past times for some to enter that rest, and that those who formerly were given the good news about it and the opportunity failed to appropriate it and did not enter because of disobedience. So then there is still awaiting a full and complete Sabbath rest reserved for you at Heart of the Bay. It's reserved for you. I got an amen from a baby. You should have seen Andy's baby stir up when I started preaching. Brenda was holding Andy's baby during praise and worship. He started kicking his legs. Probably do good Andy to do some of that, kicking his legs. Now, I think it's very interesting that this rest is reserved for us. Okay? How many of you ever made a reservation at a place to eat? At a restaurant. Okay? So, you come walking in, your reservation's at 7.30, and you say, four for the Thomas party. Yes, Mr. Thomas, we have you down for 7.30, come right in. Now, I made the reservation, but if I had not showed up to the restaurant, I would have missed my reservation. And there's a lot of people doing that spiritually. God has reserved a seat for you at His table, and it's called rest. But you've got to make sure that you come to make that appointment. It's reserved, but it's not automatic. Verse 9, So then there is still awaiting a full, complete Sabbath rest reserved for the true people of God. For he who has entered into God's rest has ceased, now listen, from the weariness and pain of human labors. Just as God rested from those labors, His own. Now, I want to work with this just for a minute. True rest has the absence of the flesh and human labor. You see, the enemy is a master at trying to get us to walk by sight. You go after something from God, you pray about it, it's yours right now. But the enemy will tell you, there's something else you have to do to get it. Now I want you to fast 40 days. And then God might just do this. Or fast 21 days in order to obtain this or that. No, I'm not against fasting. And fasting is good. But fasting doesn't change God. It changes us. Fasting certainly makes us more sensitive to the Spirit of God. But fasting is not the key to answered prayer. Faith in God and trusting Him is your key to answered prayer. So you don't have to confess a billion times. You know, we get on this treadmill. Well, I heard somebody say this. I've got to do this. And then I've got to go over here and do that. And Man, you just wear yourself out. <laughs> Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than just trust 
and obey. And I did a lot of that as a young Christian. I hear this person say this and that person say that. Well, I got to do this. I got to do that. Next thing I know, I was on a treadmill of fleshly labors and fleshly works. And my brothers and sisters, the flesh really profits you nothing. Verse 11. Let us therefore be zealous and exert ourselves and strive diligently to get our healing. No. To be righteous. No. To enter into the rest of God. To know and to experience for ourselves that no one may fall or perish by the same kind of unbelief and disobedience into which those in the wilderness fell. I've written this in my notes, and I want to read it to you exactly how it is written. The part that you and I must make effort is, is not effort to get our bills paid, to get our healing. But the effort is, is to overcome every lying thing every distracting thing, every pulling thing that's trying to snatch you out of that place of rest and trying to get you upset and scared. Did you get that? So let's be real about it. There is a fight of faith. But our fight of faith is based on the substitutionary sacrifice that he was died He was buried. He rose for us. So it's not like we're trying to get something. We've already got it. And we're just enforcing it. Are you listening to me? I love it. Notice. How do we get in this rest and stay in this rest? Verse 12. In closing. For the Word of God. (laughs) For the Word of God. And the Spirit of God. My prayer for you today is that you would overcome every fear that comes your way and that you would rest in Jehovah your God because He loves you and His hand is upon you for good. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and my sisters today. I pray that you would make yourself even more real to each and every one of us. We give you the glory, Father, that we can enforce Satan's defeat and that we can walk in the Spirit and we can walk in your anointing. Lord, the word was so clear today all morning. Come unto me. I sought the Lord. There's an invitation that has been going forth in this congregation today. And it's an invitation for rest But there's also an invitation for those of you that have not yet come to Christ and have not yet given your heart to the Lord. And that invitation is available to you this morning. And so in a few moments, we're going to pray for people that will open their hearts to Jesus Christ. And there's also an invitation today for people that have gotten away from the Lord. And the Lord is just saying, son, daughter, come on now. Enough of that. Enough is enough. Now come back to me with all your heart. Amen? So as as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you're here today. You say, Pastor, yeah, pray for me. 
I want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, into my heart. I want to receive His love for my life. And then those of you that want to get back with God 100% and turn from the world and turn to Christ with all your heart. That invitation is here this morning. And then there are those that, quite frankly, and there's nothing wrong with it, but there's just so much going on in your life that there's just, it's just like you're overburdened with the cares of this life. And the Lord wants to minister to you today as well. And so for those of you who want prayer, either to be saved or to get back with the Lord, or you want prayer and the anointing to to charge your life and to be free from the cares of this life. Well, every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Would you raise your hand if you want prayer in any of those areas?